Ah, holy hell, I'm going to get myself in trouble today. Hello, mate. Welcome aboard the SS Train, the Dreamer podcast. It's your host, Mohammed Tawi. Appreciate you listening. Kanye West is the big news right now. Man, I can't believe I'm talking about this again. Look, I never valued his opinion to begin with. That's the problem. That's the problem. So I have trouble taking this all seriously. No matter if you say something so intellectually sounding or the most stupidifying statement I've ever heard in my life, I'm not going to take your opinion worth anything if you're just a celebrity talking. But this recent Alex Jones interview was a little bit different. Okay. Actually, let's start off with what some, some like highlights. Okay, so he said he loved the Nazis. He praised Hitler. Well, he said he loves Hitler. Um, he condemned the so quote unquote Jews for controlling his contract and other business ventures. And lastly, he kind of complimented the uh, architecture and the uh, growth of Germany under the Nazi regime. Okay, so we got those out of the way. The Jewish media ownership thing, so, I I mean, when I first heard the idea, I didn't really know what to make of it. I didn't, I thought inherently had to be false. Just in the fact that the population of Jewish people is just so low globally, I mean, it just couldn't be that true. Um, I did dig into it a little bit. Yeah, there is, there is quite a bit of, Jewish presence in our media. You had people like Michael Eisner, who took over as CEO of Disney, also helped the merger of ABC, A&E, and ESPN. And if you remember years back, there was this notion going around that Disney's evil. I mean, it's like a monopoly controlling all media partners and stuff like that. Um, There's a variety of anchors. I mean, NBC, CNN, Fox News. I don't think it has a political divide. Um, a lot of our Christmas music in America, famous songs like Let It Snow or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer were written by Jewish people. So, I mean, I don't specifically, I can say for almost a certainty, yeah, there is heavy Jewish presence in our media. I don't know exactly how that affects what Kanye is talking about with his control over his contracts. I mean, I don't know specifically what he's talking about. Um, from an Arab perspective, there already is a probably a bias coming from my voice. Um, the Jews have risen up from what was a disparaging time about a hundred years ago to being a prominent country. Israel's top thirty, I'm pretty sure for GDP. If I can make an, hold on, I can actually find out. Actually, thirty fifth. Okay, so the thirty fifth in the world in GDP. Um, I can take a quick look. Yeah, the only Arab countries near them are, let's call it, the oil countries in bed with the U.S. government selling arms to whatever country is next. So, you know, it's that, that's a little bit of a, uh, of a conversation itself. Um, if you notice, African and Arab countries have primarily remained stagnant with Chinese ownership primarily taking over Africa. So if, if you were a pan-Africanist, and I say pan-Africanist in the sense of Dr. Umar Johnson or maybe um, Louis Farrakhan, where you're pro-black to a fault, old Malcolm X before he um, converted to uh, Sunni Islam other th- uh, rather than the Brothers of Islam, there is a picture 
that you can see, that you can paint yourself. There is this channel called News Africa. Recently, I watched a video over Muammar Gaddafi, the former leader of Libya. Uh, he took over when he was about 26, 27, in a coup. Uh, youngest leader at the time, was heavily inspired by Egypt's leader at the time, Nasser. So Nasser led this big revolution of Arabs, um, like, supposed to join all the Arab countries together. Now, Gaddafi really, really was inspired by that idea. I will say later in his, in his time of leadership, he, he reverted to focusing on Africa rather than the Arab countries. He didn't view the Arab countries as capable of joining together. So um, he tried to get a greater, greater influence of Africa and was named King of Africa, basically, by the fellow African countries. He had plans of starting an African currency and wanted to make Africa a prospering continent. So depending on what lens of history you're looking through and what you want to see, there, there is going to be an argument always for an evil person, I feel, I feel like. So that's why I don't stop inherently at Hitler killed 6 million Jews, just gypsies, gays, and disabled individuals. That's why I don't stop there because I want to go further because I'm not going to stop at tragedy. Tragedy doesn't stop my thinking. It doesn't make my morality. Tragedy just focuses my attention. Note, the Nazis did build the uh, 38 or 36, 1936-38 uh, stadium. And yes, they, they did build, they, can, they, they didn't invent it, but they started a little highway system, Autobahn. They didn't invent it, but they did it, begin to implement it. Um, it did get paused when the war started, though, and, it, and there was a lot more done between the 50s and the 80s. So it, it, it's not accredited to the Nazi regime, really. There is one point, though, that Kanye made that I feel is almost getting shadowed by a lot of the things he's saying. And when he says specifically, I love Hitler the same way I love another man, like in a human sense, that he brought good things to this life as a human, that I, I, I inherently believe about everybody. I don't know why you have to use Hitler as the example. There's a lot of other people you could use your neighbor. That'd probably be better. Using your neighbor would probably be better. Because the idea, it's, it's very, it's every religion really. It's, I mean, in Christianity and Islam, I mean, for me, it's, I think of Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, like the most merciful, the most kind. Um, like God is supposed to be all forgiving. And, and not in the way that, we're not held accountable. I don't believe that we're not supposed to be held accountable. But I don't think we hold each other accountable. We build systems that hold each other accountable. And then we facilitate the system by playing out roles, a.k.a. jobs. And then as a group or groups who have power to change the way systems around the United States work, they slowly implement changes. I don't know exactly how to take Kanye's logic. I don't think there is any. I also don't think he's going off the deep end and some mental decapitation. I saw people calling for him to enter a rehab facility. Um, maybe he needs that. Uh, he probably just needs to be off camera, um, never have been famous, and never treated as an American celebrity. That, that probably was the problem because... 
we celebrate our celebrities to a point where when they do get power hungry, crazy, and go off the deep end, we think, what what happened, dude? You had everything. Oh, dude, you Adidas deal. Like, nah, dude. It was all a lie. Everything is a lie. The the point that Kanye, I think, is trying to make that makes him sound crazy is that no matter what the narrative is of the moment, there has to be an underlying principle that we all hold to be true. This is Jordan Peterson-esque or Jordan Pajou or honestly any what you would call pseudo-intellectual if you're against him, but intellectual um, conservative on the right. There's a big YouTube um, crowd growing continuously more and more every year, I feel like. But whether you're Dave Rubin or whether you're Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, or Paju, there is always a a call for a unified more morality system. The importance of religion to them is inherent specifically due to the themes. So in the Bible, the themes of the story like Cain and Abel or Noah's Ark, uh, those tell bigger themes about our lives than let's say, the news of yesterday. Kind of like Carl Jung, how he, he explored mythological stories and tried to derive what themes and, and, and relatabilities that have carried are transcendent through time. Somehow, you know, not affected by technology may change because situationally everything's a little bit different. It's like when you have a bad relationship, and then it ends six months later, you're thinking, in hindsight, this, that, and the other could have just happened. But again, situationally, things are just complicated, and things don't work out in hindsight. So if he is trying to get at the point of like this almost Jesus-like forgiveness of all people and all their sins, and, and, and you know, cleansing your heart to believe every human had good in them, and while we should judge them on their actions, that the inherent belief that every human had potential for good, I think is important to remember. And to remember that people who made the decision to go against that, it's it's not in our best interest to hold it against them throughout time, to remind people throughout time. I think pain isn't something you have to remind yourself of. If it's true pain, I, I have never had to remind myself of anything that hurt me, anything, it always comes back, I heard Peterson say one time, you don't get away with anything, there is nothing that you can run away from, and I wholeheartedly have seen that in my life play out, and I've, and I, and I've seen it in other people's, and I, and I will live, I will live as if it is completely true, because I've had major improvements in my life ever since implementing that idea, so, good luck to Kanye, dude. I don't know what, I, I don't know where this is going, but uh, that's some deep stuff, dude. Like I said in the last video, I mean, about that movie, uh, N-Word to Heroes. No, I mean, I, I don't know who the real Jews are. I'm not going to sit here and argue on one or the other. It's definitely anti-Semitic in the terms of the modern sense of it it calls on the it, the credibility of current Jews. So, yes, anytime you question someone's credibility that isn't in a fair, just sense, like you're you're in the same domain of a work environment or y'all in a competition and uh, like in a basketball game, like that's okay. So definitely anti-Semitic if you're going to question the credibility 
of an identifying group. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with credentials. And specifically, that to me is what makes it wrong. And while we worry about things like history repeats itself, the problem I have with most videos I see doing that is they're always referencing the same time period. Like, we're so... Um, in th we're so interested, honestly, in the, the 20th century, the early 20th century specifically, before the 50s. No one cares about the Red Scare. No one cares. No one's ever scared of another Red Scare. It's literally before, like, World War II and between, like, the Russian Revolution and World War II is, is the most interesting time period for us politically because it's relatable. We, like, the politicians find a way to... To make it relatable. So if you've seen like Biden's few last speeches, they've been really dramatic. You know, got some red lights and, and like a dark stage. And like, uh, okay, we're, we're getting to a point where things matter so much less because we realize it's just money that we need to make things more and more and more apparent to be important, like apparently important. So Yes, there's more voters today than ever. But at the same time, I don't feel like less or more people are interested in politics than ever. Um, I, I feel like we're just targeted as a business. It's, <laughs> it's almost a game. And, and they're playing it really very nice. And, I, uh, you know, if you're broke, you'll stay broke. And if you're rich, you'll probably end up staying rich. Um, but it, it's... It's a way of, of thinking about it in the sense of your money is always controlled. So if your money's controlled, then what's at the top of money? Because obviously money doesn't rule the world. Because if money absolutely dictated your power, that's a little hectic and a little too obvious. So we put, you know, these what we call checks and balances, I guess, but systems in place and then that makes us to where we can't exert power in a destructive sense or an oppressive sense. We shouldn't do that, at least. So politics gives that illusion that money doesn't already control us. That the people who have endless amounts of wealth and were during the pandemic were making $1.3 billion daily, that those people are fighting on the side of the progressives because they want us to believe that. Conservatives have figured out that uh, they're just trying to stay rich, but they're still conservative, and they want less government. They want their rights, gun rights specifically, and they want less control, less welfare, less immigration. They kind of want life to be a stabilized, calm force, while the progressives seem like they want to change reality because it's, it's, detriment, it's detrimental to half the population, depending on what part of the globe you're talking about. There seems to be a frustration with white people, I think. I, I, I see, I used to do this, but I used to see a lot more posts when I used to, like, engage with posts on Instagram. Uh, white jokes burning on white people, um, I, I don't find those funny. That's not, that's not funny. You shouldn't roast on white people. You shouldn't roast on anybody specifically. Um... I think being mean in general actually is better than picking someone specifically to be mean because of, a, of like an identity or like something uh, characteristic about themselves. So to heart back onto what Kanye is saying, if if he believes that 
society. If he... Okay, before I preface that, let me say, you shouldn't care about how many people are saying your opinion before you say it. That's the whole point of thinking. Like, seriously. I have said the most redunkulous shit. Oh my god, the stuff that's come out of my mouth. But I don't fear and I don't have uh, an embarrassment over anything. I have more fear over saying something that will hinder me from getting a job later, which I feel like is a bigger problem. So, if Kanye believes that we are missing the inherent idea that all humans carry in them good things and all humans, no matter what their actions were, had to have good actions within their life, had to have good moments within their life. It's If you're saying that um, humans are like a coin and each decision we make, no matter how small or big, is like a coin flip, it's almost like you can't convince Kanye that every time you flipped a coin, it landed on tails. I can get that. If that is what he's saying, I'm kind of unclear, but I'm trying to make sense out of it because I don't believe people are just stupid idiots. I do believe we're troubled, existentially. Something from Eric Fromm's book, Art of Loving, really got me, and it's like we're all bound to this pain of separateness once we leave the womb and and kind of how we have to to deal with the fact that we're, we're left on this earth and and there comes a point where your your parents have to throw you into the fire to the abyss and and watch you burn watch you rise and be calm throughout the whole process so i don't know i'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt i mean not really the benefit of the doubt more like i'm trying to rationalize what he's saying but he could just be a hateful guy it's a hard thing to say. I don't know him. Everything's to a camera. Everything's a lie. Like, when I say everything is a lie on a, on a camera, on TV, on media, every journalism company, everything is a lie. Everything is a show. Everything is a show. Everything is publicity. Everything is run by PR. Everything. Everything. So, I have to always, always be very, very cautious when I read something. I'm always cynical. I, I look for certainty, and not that I find it, but it's just I don't interpret it as an event. So when you say COVID, I just know COVID happened. I don't know who did it. I don't know if it got released from a lab. I don't know if it was naturally. I don't know if the vaccine's dangerous. I don't know if it's not dangerous. I took it. Don't care because I don't know. If I don't know, I'm not fighting for each side. But what I can say is the fact that there is an argument on both sides is the problem. And and it's not an in, and I keep blaming people. I always blame people when I was younger because I'm like, dude, either it's a good vaccine or it's a bad vaccine. The problem with that is if the argument exists, there's a third group on top of that that's PRing you information out the wazoo that is meant to veer you this way or veer you that way. And that to me is evil. That to me is is actually evil. And I'll leave it at that. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Take care. See you next time.